0: I'm Alex, and this is the Geordie Guide to Happiness. We are back after a very short break. Welcome to episode 13. As always, I'm here in our virtual studio with the rest of the podcast team. Hello.
1: Hello. Hi.
0: Hello. How is everybody this evening? (laughs) Just
1: dandy, thank you very much.
0: Cat's got the giggles. She has got the (laughs) the giggles.
1: This is is not going to go well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's everyone been up to? Anything fun? Anything happy?
1: Just sort of noticing that it's properly awesome now.
0: Oh, I know! I can't believe we're in October.
2: It's a bit bonkers.
1: Mm. Mm. A bit. Beautiful sunset tonight, though. It was very nice.
2: It was a gorgeous sunset. Yes. Was it the same one that I was looking at? I, I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Off racing in parallel universes or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i don't know what to say <laughs> it's like it's like we're all just come back off holiday and we're all yeah. just a little how bit too we, giddy
0: how do we do this again no <laughs> I mean, I had a week off no idea <laughs> oh man well i've started to re-watch the avengers films <gasps> For the second oh, time in lockdown, yeah. <laughs>
3: um,
0: I just kind of feel that's just what I need at the minute. We kind of we we watched the whole thing in the in sort of back into March April time, and at the weekend I just felt the need to watch Captain America. So um, I think I'm going to end up watching them all over again.
1: I can I can relate to that. It's not you're you getting the many layers of interpretation and meaning out of them, or is it just? Oh,
0: I just like, I just, watching just, them. Just like it's, it's, it's total escapism, isn't it? Just. Oh, totally
3: yeah yeah I thought you were going to say the Avengers with uh, Diana Rigg
2: oh
0: rest in peace yeah
1: Yeah. that was the
2: one I was watching yeah Yeah. (laughs) 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 it's it's strange though that I've had that same feeling of of doing this that sort of thing that I did early on in lockdown and sitting and doing something quite repetitive and non non non-brain flexing really. really. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Shall we introduce this
0: week's guest interview, everybody? Oh yes. 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 This week I had the absolute pleasure to talk to Chi um and Chi is the British Member of Parliament for Newcastle Central and she's also Shadow Minister for Digital Science and Technology. But this wasn't a conversation about politics, but a chat about happiness and what it means to Chi. So let's let Chi introduce herself and tell us what happiness means to her. Chi, a very warm welcome to the Geordie Guide to Happiness. Thank you so much for your time today. Um, just wondering whether, just to kind of set the scene really, whether you wouldn't mind just introducing yourself for people who might not know who you are?
4: Absolutely, yeah. So I'm Chian Wara and um, I have the real uh, happiness actually to be the Member of Parliament for Newcastle upon Tyne Central and that's also uh, where I grew up and went as I was actually born in Wolves End but I, went, I grew up in, and went to school in Newcastle and um, I'm also the Labour Shadow Minister for Digital Technology and Science and um, I worked as an engineer before coming into Parliament so that's about me. So how's
0: your day been today?
4: Well, it started off, I had to go to the dentist, I was in London, I had to go to the dentist, I had to get a train here, all that wasn't, and then I was on an interview with the BBC, uh, so all that was a bit stressful, um, oh, as man. well as some, um, <laughs> yeah, some, uh, uh, the Chancellor's announcement and all kinds of things uh, going on, uh, but I'm back in Newcastle having spent the week in London, so that is always a good thing.
0: be back in Newcastle absolutely and has anything nice happened to you recently that you can maybe tell us about You, you mentioned the dentist there that might be uh, yeah, the, the dentist wasn't so nice. So having
4: said that, it was like nine months since I'd been to the dentist because of COVID. Oh, no. So it was yeah. he said he said to me that there had been no deterioration. So I wouldn't say that made me happy, but it stopped me being sad. <laughs> One of the things that actually made me happy today on the train coming up was a uh, a really good friend of mine in Newcastle who's about my age, uh, Bill. He um, I have a friend whose son is starting off a history project about the, you know, around the Northeast. And he offered to introduce my friend's son to, you know, a, a well-known historian, and that made me happy because it was like it's like it's one of the things I really love about Newcastle It's people helping each other, and yeah. it was also between the between the generations as well, you know, somebody just starting out and somebody who's really um, established. So uh, that made me happy. And something else that made me happy at the weekend was my friend Connie. Who is 89? I think she might be 90, and uh, she knitted during lockdown. She's been isolating and um, shielding, and she's knitted me a jumper. And it's oh, the first wow. knitted jumper I have had in decades, and it's a really <laughs> lovely colour, and it fits me very well. And it's just getting a little bit colder now, so uh, so that made that made me very happy
0: perfect I'm useless at knitting my mum is a great knitter and needlework but I am absolutely useless so I I bow down to people who are able to do that (laughs) can you say anything more about the history project or is it still a little bit uh you know in development top secret
4: Oh, no, it's just it's a friend, uh, son who's he's actually come here from the States to study um, the origins of uh, community health care. He's doing a master's oh. at uh, Durham, actually. So that's really interesting. And also I'm very interested in community health care. So um, that's uh, that, that, that's uh, that's yeah, we have the, the, the free men and, the, you know, the, all the origins of our sort of collective community taking care of each other, which go back centuries. So yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah.
0: I completely agree what you're saying about people always willing to help um here up in the northeast you know working in the the cultural sector and the community <laughs> sector there's always so much collaboration going on it's it's always great to see um yeah it is you
4: know, I really remember when I so when I was eighteen I moved from Newcastle to London as part of going to study and I had this I took a part-time job, uh, no, full-time job a full- time job but a summer job in an office, and I remember the the boss in the office saying to me because he, he thought I was a bit naive, he said, you know you've got to look out for yourself you know if you don't look out for yourself, no one else will. And I sort of looked at him. I thought, "But I come from a place where people do look out mm. for each other, mm. you know." And um, it is one of the things that I'm sort of proudest about, not and happiest about about Newcastle and in, and the North East.
0: See, I went the other way. I went from London to Newcastle. So um, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I, I would. I mean, I love I love London. It's a great place. But you mm. know, I'm I'm happy living here. Yeah. I'm trying to sort of think how long it's been now. Um, a good sort of eighteen or so years, and yeah that whole on the London Underground, you know, often heads down. just <laughs> oh, get don't on with speak it. to anyone. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. And then you come here and you strike up conversation with people on the bus. It's, uh, it's yeah, it's great. I love it. Um, so, what is happiness to you? You've mentioned the word a couple of times already, but what does yeah. what does happiness I mean, mean to you?
4: Well, I think that's a that's an interesting one to say because I think hap- I mean happiness is a feeling, and it is really hard to sort of define feelings. And that's you know, and I think you know that's one of the challenges of like of mental well being. You can't say it's hard to say you know this uh, makes me happy. So I think ha- happiness is a feeling, and I think you're more likely, I'm certainly more likely to feel it if I'm feeling sort of at peace with the world Mm. or um and or i've achieved something uh you know and or i'm uh surrounded or somewhere very beautiful so being at peace having achieved something and being somewhere very beautiful i'm almost always likely to be quite happy (laughs) okay
0: so what sort of things make you happy then chi
4: Well, you know, so, um, you know, being at peace with the world would be not having, you know, not having made anyone, apart from obviously conservatives who are in government, um, (laughs) unhappy, (laughs) you know, achieved something, got, for example, uh, helped somebody who was struggling get uh, benefits or, in in my, you know, my work or raised a really important issue in parliament, Um, you know, and then um, being, um, being, so, being somewhere beautiful. I mean, for me, that is really the, the coast up uh, mm. mountains and forests as well. But it's really that is much more for me about being outside in nature. And so, you know, do having a having done a lot of work, doing a, some, a lot of work on a Sunday morning, for example, and then taking a 10 mile walk. Uh, cycle or walk, five mile walk, and see it being somewhere beautiful, I would almost always be happy. The, outs- the outside sort of makes me happy. So it's also saying, you know, if Newcastle win 5-3 against uh, Liverpool, pretty guaranteed to be happy too. <laughs> and that's not a personal achievement, clearly. <laughs> but sometimes well... it feels like it is.
0: <laughs> they did quite well the other night, didn't they? Was it against Morecambe or something?
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah, that, no, that, that was, a, it, well, it, it was a good result, but I'd rather it been Liverpool or Manchester. With, you know, <laughs> with that sort of goal difference.
0: I know someone who supports Morecambe who definitely wouldn't have been very happy with that result at all. <laughs> going back to what you were saying there before about um you know going going for a walk somewhere beautiful and you mentioned the coast and and that's something that's come up a few times with some of our interviewees and participants in our happiness workshops i wonder what it is about the coast that makes it such a a a, a place where yeah people want to be Um, and, and, and people have often talked about, you know, li- living somewhere, you know, uh, landlocked for a while and not being able to get to the, the sea easily and that having a detrimental effect on their mental health. I think it's an interesting one.
4: I think that's, I think when I moved from, again, growing up in Newcastle, like and the seas, like a, you know, a 10 minute metro or, um. Mm-hmm. train ride away when i moved again when i moved to london and it was so you know that i think that definitely did have a detrimental health i think it's just it's just the sea sounds so it's like it's both relaxing but it's also quite inspiring and then then you can watch it for you know you can just watch it I, yeah i think it, i think there's something quite sort primeval about it as well but um but we're so lucky here to have that and and you know the, the glorious countryside that we have as well, and also the North Sea is a pretty interesting one. It doesn't just stay flat. The North Sea moves.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one of our um, one of our <laughs> earlier interviews. He he lived in North Shields, and he was saying during you know the height of uh, lockdown when the streets were deadly quiet, and he lived about a mile or so away from the coast, but he was taking his dog for a walk. And he could hear this noise that he'd never heard before. And it, it took him a while know, to realize that like, it was the sea that he could hear because he'd, he'd never heard <laughs> it. And I thought that was just, <laughs> you know, just demonstrates how noisy our environment and our world is, you know. It's like, Yeah. For the first yeah. time. Yeah. So you've mentioned there being outside, um, being able to help people. Um, newcastle united um anything anything well Newcastle united winning um anything else that uh brings happiness, you know that happiness feeling yes
4: <laughs> yeah it should be I should be clear, Newcastle United are not often a source yeah, of great happiness yeah. right at the moment, but um yeah, I think um so being with people that you care about obviously being with loved ones being with being with family, mm. being with friends um. That's a, that's a great source of uh, happiness as well, and, uh, and eating, and in eating, and particularly for me, cooking and cooking and eating with people, and mm. obviously that's one of the challenges now, that it's really, that's something that's kind of hard to do, you know, to, I've been doing Zoom meals, oh and Zoom... <laughs> drinks and uh, you know that you know that's it's better than yeah. nothing but it's not the same as actually being mm. with people and i think sharing food with people is also something that's really sort of a primeval that we that is a great sign of community and you know in, in, in helping each other I know. And so that's, that's also something that makes, that makes me happy. I I really like cooking. It's one of the things about being an MP is that you, before COVID was that you spent a lot of time in sort of meals for work, as it were. So, so it's actually been nice during COVID doing, you know, to do a lot more cooking.
0: I think, yes, and I guess you must be on the go a lot, staying, you know, perhaps moving from place to place. Yes. So, yeah. What sort of food then do you do you end up eating?
4: <laughs> well, I mean, so so before COVID, you know, there was a lot of of sausages on a stick, small sausages. I <laughs> particularly like big sausages, yes. and. Um... <laughs> You know, it's a lot of finger food and a lot of, uh, you know, and and then sometimes fancy meals, you know, like fancy meals are always tend to be chicken for some reason, fancy meals. But um, you know, not you know, not not good, you know, you know you know, and also like you say, on the move, on trains, you know, because i'm spending half the week in London, half the week in Newcastle. So actually when when we locked down, I spent 10 weeks in Newcastle, which is the longest sort of uninterrupted time I've spent here since I was like, you know, 18 or whatever. And uh yeah. and twenty. That was fantastic. Yeah, that was really. That was actually. That was really not moving. You know, was was really good. Uh, and then I sort of we, Our local butcher Charlotte Butcher there, Which I must have One of the few female butchers In the country In Gosworth She was delivering So it was great to get um, It was great to You know it was I had really great Like duck And chicken and stuff So that was You know A good roast With Yorkshire oh, pudding so I got a new Yorkshire pudding oh, yeah. Recipe as well <laughs> I know From one of my neighbours here <laughs> I mean our neighbours really Because came together time so yeah that was obviously couldn't invite anyone for 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 dinner but uh yeah we exchanged recipes and that was really that was fun that was really great yeah
0: so what was so good about being um in newcastle for those 10 weeks what was it then about being in one place
4: being I think I think not moving. I mean, I know that obviously when you're going on holiday, that's great. It can be great to be to be travelling, but when you're sort of travelling for work, and I think maybe people could find that it's it's it can be more stressful. Like because I am a bit of a last minute person, so um. Like I haven't missed the train I've missed the train a couple of times actually But I really—I don't actually miss the train But I almost missed the train So it's like having that stress gone It's good But also just taking the time I mean, yeah. Having the time to I mean like I saw You know I saw I noticed every day's difference in the town more mm-hmm. I mean, Once we could go out to work uh, To go running and, and stuff And I like, like running You know and watching sort of the seasons In real sort of detail And um, how And when the cows came back on the town more <laughs> (laughs) I was here in Newcastle for that day and so it was it was really you know and also I I, I saw much more of my neighbours and I saw you know were clapping for the NHS and you know it it was that was good it felt it felt closer I felt closer to our community here in, in Newcastle which is really really important to me um and and staying in the same same bed is fantastic <laughs> <laughs> um, so being
0: mp for newcastle central then what what is it about newcastle that makes you want to re- represent the place politically
4: well, I mean, I think you know, growing, growing. Up, when I say growing up, I mean as a, from from being a child. So we grew up in a council estate. On I grew up on a council estate in north called North Kenton, mm-hmm. and um, my mum, my, you know, my mum had cancer. She had a breast cancer. She had a mastectomy when I was a kid. So you know, the NHS saved her life. We went to look. We had a, in a council house. We went. You know, I think. Um, um, it, it was the the sense of community and support and also, you know, the great, sort of public services. You know, like my school was fantastic. The local comprehensive school was brilliant. Teachers really, really sort of looked out for you and, and wanted to teach you. And so it was that sense that, you know, everybody really, well, firstly, you know, that you don't get schools, you don't get council housing, as we know. Yeah, you, know, you don't get an NHS without investing and without, you know, working people struggling for that, which they've done, you know, which we've had to do for, for, for decades, if not centuries. Um, But also that everybody should be entitled to that because it made such a difference, made such a difference to me. It enabled me to, you know, to, well, firstly become an engineer and earn a really good living as an engineer and and do something that I really loved as well. And then to become MP, which is like the greatest honour possible. So, So part of wanting to represent Newcastle was about wanting to represent sort of the people that I grew up with who so supported me, you know, and to make, you know, to try and make that sure that was available to everyone and obviously also things have gone you know you know we had the mass unemployment in the 80s the deindustrialization you know particularly as an as an engineer i wanted to bring back help bring back the industry and the jobs that make such a difference if everyone has it you know if everyone had a decent job you know i prop my casework would go down by 95% really because what people what what the issues people have are about poverty and housing and then employment you know really so um you know so 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 that so that's really what you know what in, in you know in the nhs which is so fantastic and which is you know free and we sort of you know, take it for granted. Sometimes I think before the COVID, you know, having making sure that's available for everyone—that was right. really what inspired me. And I think that's—I think those sort of collective, shared—you know—just lo- looking out for each other—that is really something that that we have much more strongly in the Northeast than um, than in other sort of areas of of the country.
0: Mm. You talk so passionately about that. And so does your work make you happy? You know, your your current work, and I guess you, you mentioned <laughs> that your work as an engineer, you know, d- does does your working <laughs> life make you happy?
4: Um, I think my working, yes, it does. And my working life is very important to me. And, you know, I, I became an engineer and I think I became a politician. People thought f- they were like opposites. But for me, it's all about making Things work for people. Mm. That's what engineers do. That's what politicians should do, mm. <laughs> um, you know. And so, um, and so that does make me happy. Making things work for people, and you know, in the so, you know, it's just really, really sad as parts of our system. Which don't work, you know, And if if I write a letter in my posh headed notepaper to the universal credit people, then suddenly, you know, they will find the answer to helping my constituent, which she wasn't able to do on her own. So you are able to sort of make the system work better sometimes and um, to also, you know, raise issues in Parliament to stop things being closed down, like, you know, when they're going to close down a... Uh, mental health unit in, in in Newcastle and that yeah that that does make me happy and before be, before becoming an MP you know building out networks that worked <laughs> and eventually <laughs> they did work you know so yeah that sort of uh, as was a telecoms engineer that made me that yeah that did make me happy as well that gave me satisfaction I think I think you know you're building things that work and that's you know that's a lot about that's things that's about or across all different kinds of professions and you know and i think you know i think what we saw through covid as well sort of all thought about all the frontline workers who you know when 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 you know being this is working in a supermarket or you know it was became such an important part of our frontline getting goods to people i think that sense of how important some jo- you know some jobs are that we hadn't recognised before, care workers and people who are so often on the mm. minimum wage and they're doing such an important job, you know, and, and that. You know, that sense of people valuing people for the work, you know, for the work that they do, you know, and uh, that's really important. And I think, you know, that's really important to all of us, you know, that our, the, the work we do be valued.
0: Uh, and I saw some incredible work going on locally through organisations like North Tyneside Voda and the CVS's and other community centres. Um, you know, I think there's a mm-hmm, Magic yeah. Hat Cafe as well, doing a lot of uh, food parcels and things yeah, like Yeah, I it. love it's
4: the right just... mar- parcels. And, and the new you know the the the, um, the food bank the West End food bank you know and also you know the Newcastle united supporters you know collecting for that food bank yes. even there were no yes. matches yeah. and you know but there was so much going on. And the local like mutual aid, uh, groups bringing people together yeah. to help each other when when the systems weren't always working. I mean, I spent ages trying to get some people who were who were entitled to the like the to the food parcels from government onto the right lists, mm. which you know. And but at the same time, there were mutual aid groups going out going out and helping them, and that was really really important.
0: It was just such a mammoth effort, and as you say, I love that analogy that you used of you know trying to get things to work. And I, I think that, that community, mm. that whole thing that was going on with people wanting to help each other out how can how can I help? You know, mm. people were volunteering their time, and it was just great to see that at a time that was becoming a, a great challenge for for so many people.
4: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and then you know, me, so I work in technology and that, and and so to also to see, you know, people like I know many who who had been reluctant to get to grips with all this, you know, like Zoom and video conferencing that. You know, really making the effort and being helped to by you know. There's so many, you know, so many people of my age helping their parents to get online and stuff. And then suddenly, you know, that became. You could see, see grandparents. They could see their. Their grandchildren, grandparents could see their grandchildren, you know, people could, you could have some kind of conversation. Because I think just just isolating without any kind of conversation or communicating is so soul destroying for so many people. So yeah. it really did make yeah. a difference. And that was something that was positive.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. If, if you could yeah. have
4: access to the digital broadband <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> That's you know? a whole other conversation. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation, yeah.
0: <laughs> have there been any, um, sort of standout moments in your life any particularly happy moments um either in your personal <laughs> life or at work that's that you you can think of
4: well i mean i think um i think the two i'd say the two happiest moments in my life were when i was um when I got and this is a very strange to say that now and I'm I'm sorry I know there probably many people listening who had the opposite um, experience this summer but when I got my A level results which meant that I was accepted into uh Imperial to study engineering because that because I really really you know I wanted since I was seven or eight to become to be an engineer and um so getting those results and knowing that I could go on to study you know what I really loved that was a fantastic that was a fantastic moment uh being elected the MP for Newcastle you know I always I say that was the happiest moment of my life but you know, I was so knackered. <laughs> I was so got to say, I was so knackered and I was also pretty scared because you know, like you know. because <laughs> yeah. so, 'cause I've been you know, was it was was it Three thirty in the morning, I think, and I'd spent like the like previous six weeks sort of door knocking from eight till ten or whatever. So, so but it was a great sense of of happiness uh, as well as uh, sort of trepidation as to the future. Um, and then so, but in my yeah, in my personal life, you know, happiness with with um, with my family and, and partners and um, yeah, those are. Those are uh, uh, the real moments. I remember actually when I when I when I moved to Paris because I, I lived in Paris for three years, and uh, moving to Paris, I couldn't quite believe that I'd, I had moved from North Kenton Council Estate to an apartment in Paris, and I was very <laughs> proud of that. Uh, that was that was happy, and then you know coming back to Newcastle to. Um, to, as, you know, to, to live, that was also really, really, crossing the bridge, crossing the Tyne and coming home with oh, that yes. is, you know, yes. that's, yeah. that, that always um, makes me happy.
0: Yeah, you know mm. you're nearly home when you either see <laughs> the angel or you're coming over the, bridge. Over the bridge. You know it's nearly, yeah. Yeah, nearly done.
4: <laughs> so going back to
0: your A levels, then you, you you mentioned that you you knew you wanted to be an engineer when you were like seven or eight years old. You know how yeah. how, how would a seven or eight year old know that that early on that they wanted to be an engineer? No, no, I-
4: it's really, it's really. I, I mean, I, you know, I wanted, I, I wanted to be. I suppose I said, probably to I wanted to be a scientist or engineer. And, I, and, you know, my in my school, I remember they they had the the story of, um, of uh, Archimedes running through the streets of I think it's Syracuse, shouting Eureka after he figured out the. Um, that the uh, volume of a of a, of, a, of of something is equal to the amount of water displaced, and that really, as a, you know, as a kid at primary school, that just really excited me. And it's like you know, ooh, that's you know, <laughs> I used to play with them. Um, I used to play with. I remember annoying my mum because I'd be playing with different um, different dishes and pans and stuff in the sink and figuring out how much water <laughs> was being displaced. And when she when she wanted to use the sink at it, I'm being a scientist. I'm here. I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy. Yes. What are you doing? What do you really want to cook dinner? I am doing important work here. <laughs> you know. So um, so for whatever, so for know, yeah, so those th- that kind of thing just interests me. And I actually, know. I think, and one thing, I think that all kids and children, a lot of their play is engineering. It's about building things or breaking things down or, or whatever. And uh, unfortunately, often it's sort of society that says, you know, girls can't do engineering or this, you know, you can't be, you know, don't be, you know. So I think, you know, So I, I always think I was just, well, either lucky or, or bizarre in that that was something that I really wanted to do from a... For young age, and my teachers and my you know my family my mum supported me supported me in that yeah.
0: well my 11 year old is just incredible at maths I don't know where she gets it from um, <laughs> but she has said that she wants to be a pilot when she's older oh, so I'm, I'm saying it now on this podcast <laughs> I've immortalized it now so she has to do it <laughs> But um yeah, she loves yeah, she loves science, she loves math. So well, good luck to her I want look to encourage. To. Do external factors affect your happiness levels, G? Um
4: I think yes, definitely. Though I think I am and I do, you know, you know, I do think people, some people are almost naturally more happy than others and you know, and I tend to look on the positive side of things. But it is true, you know, external factors and, you know, the environment you, I'm in, so being in a small room for, you know, three months and not going out in you know, I, I, I a 40 and I had a quite decent sized apartment, but that kind of stuff would affect, did affect, has affected, does affect you. You know, the environment you're in um, and uh, what, what other people are saying to you or sometimes what other people are saying about you. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that can affect it. Also, the sense that, like, sometimes the sense that the world is just getting, you know, getting getting to be a harder place for other people. Uh, with climate change, and so you know, the the things that we feel, we often sometimes feel, you know, I'm an MP, I'm in a privileged position, but still sometimes feel we can't do anything about, like, what mm-hmm. we can do about climate change, or what we can do about the the fires in America, which in in, in the Amazon, and you know, so those sort of things. can... You know, yeah, definitely can affect um, my happiness. Um, But you also have to know some of the things that will make my make me, you know, happier. Like going out for. So if I'm feeling down because of climate change, then go out for a really nice walk or or cycle ride, and that will improve things. Or spend time with people I uh, I care about, or or, you know, I like to read as well. So I think I think I think our happiness is generally affected by by external factors but it's also knowing the external factors that can make you happier as well as the ones that make you that de- counteract it yes yeah, yeah to yeah. sort of
0: counteract yeah 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 totally totally so you've mentioned there going out on mm-hmm. bike rides um, going for a walk you've talked about the coast and and things like that. do you have a happy place whether it, you know either in Newcastle or, or elsewhere do you have s- somewhere <laughs> where you like to be the most
4: I do I have t- I have two or three of them and I've got to say that I'm just worried if I say them then they'll they'll be crowded <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a Fair point yeah yeah just make it up well, No let me say ta- I mean the town moor, the town moor when particularly when the cows are there Will always make me happy and make me smile. And some of those cows are like so—they're <laughs> so curious as well, you know. <laughs> Got great expressions. um So that's a, that's one happy place. And the and the the, the time bridge and the swing bridge. When you can see both, there's a particular position where you can see both of those together. Those are my two sort of favourite uh, bridges. So. So that uh, yeah, that's, mm, that's yeah. that that was making me happy as well. You know, there are certain spots on the coast which um, which I really love, like like you know, like um, um around um, Dunstanburg Castle. Oh yes, yeah,
0: that's a good yeah. spot. I must say the town moor. I play um, for Newcastle Roller Derby. Obviously not at the moment, but uh, the the paths the paths around the town moor are excellent uh, skating I have uh, to say, perfect, nice, smooth tarmac. So it's a favourite spot to kind of go and uh, skate around. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) What do you think? uh, You you, you've touched on this a little bit already. um, You know, sort of counteracting the external factors. what does a person do you think need to do to be happy is there anything that someone can do to improve their happiness levels
4: well actually, I do think <laughs> I do think and this is almost getting philosophical if I <laughs> do you, think you need to, I think you need to understand yourself I think that if you like one of the the reasons that I'm probably happier now than I was in my twenties, even though I'm a lot older, is because I think I understand better what you know what makes me happy. Mm. I understand better, you know, my own kind of emotions and responses. So I think you know, spending time, you know, trying understanding, getting to know yourself is really important, and knowing what's important to you you know, and, um, you know, what matters to you, because that's how you can start figuring out, you know, how to make yourself, how to make yourself happy. I think, I think, you, and I also think you have to, um, you have to be, you have to be, so it's, as well as being kind to each other, we need to be kind to ourselves. Yeah, mm. it's, um, you know, you've got to give yourself sort of space, uh, and, uh, and time sometimes so i think those you know those are really important things
0: well i think that's a perfect note to end on there chi <laughs> be
4: kind just be nice no, this has been fun to be kind <laughs> be nice yes and the world will be a better place <laughs> the world will certainly yeah. be a better place yeah. you know and there's so much kindness out there as yeah. well it's really yeah, inspiring definitely.
0: Well, thank you so much, Chi. I will end the interview there.
4: Um, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank you. And it's been fun.
2: So that was my chat with Chi. What did people think? I, I really like this because she got her happiness from people and not things. So all the way through, she she was focusing on how she felt good after an interaction with a person, where in a role as an MP, where she could where she could help, um, but but then at a very personal level as well, when she got back to cooking mm. and things like that. So I, I thought that was wonderful, and then there were two other things that that uh, struck a chord for different reasons. One when she was talking about crossing the bridges coming home Mm -hmm. and that is such a Geordie thing and it Mm -hmm. it just epitomizes everything about Geordie happiness because I think there are a lot of people who feel that way when they're on the train coming along and you're you're crossing that that lovely bridge and looking down at all the other lovely bridges especially if it's Mm. dark and all the lights are on oh yeah definitely And the and the other thing was quite coincidental be, uh, when she was talking about the town moor and the cows, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I mm-hmm. had been walking across the town moor and the cows were there, and she's absolutely right. They just make you watch them. <laughs> was, when they're not it, there,
1: it feels very strange, doesn't it?
2: Well, I'm I'm a novice at this. I, I I've never appreciated the fact that they're being there or not being there so I I was
1: there's a cow season
2: Taken aback, (laughs) back (laughs) yeah so so she she made me feel good for for a couple of different reasons yeah yeah
1: it, it certainly sounded like she was enjoying the chat which was nice yeah, God, yeah. I kind of got the impression she'd done her BBC interview for the day, done her BBC gig, <laughs> and was just kind of like, oh, my goodness. right, I could just kind of talk about normal things again, which was is, which is cool. Yeah. I loved I loved her little anecdote about you know, being in the kitchen with her mom. Yes.
2: yes. <laughs> what was, I'm what was doing important
3: like, stuff I'm doing important work here. I am <laughs> yeah. sciencing.
1: Yeah, that was great. I mean, But the, I think there was also kind of quite profound stuff in there as well, which um, really struck a chord. Um, with me that but she was talking about so sort fairly of early on about the importance of being valued you know as a person and you know how that comes from work or just being recognized or listened to um, you know that was kind of right at the heart of of what motivates her to be an MP I thought and um, but it, there's, there's a there's a good lesson for happiness in there as well I think you know it's you know mm. it's important to feel valued it's important to show that you value other people so that's that's a that's a good thing for us to be able to take away from that, and and her last point about kind of what, the key to happiness, sort of understanding yourself, knowing knowing yourself, knowing what makes you happy, and, and making choices on the on the back of that. I thought was was really worth listening to. So yeah, I, I thought that was a smashing interview.
3: Well done, Alex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was really focused on problem solving, mm. mechanical or social she was still approaching it f- with that engineer's mind mm-hmm. in a way but it felt like she was very focused on people and what she could do to make their lives better which was great but i really like what you were saying about getting the opportunity to stay in one place long enough to see the changes mm-hmm. of the seasons and the changes in the weather and taking some happiness from that as well yeah. that was nice to hear you know it was, it was great yeah
2: i don't i don't think anyone's ever ever commented yet about looking looking in, inwards into yourself to find your happiness mm-hmm. point and the value of it and the value of it to yourself and to other people.
3: I think that's so, right, Kath.
2: That's a really good lesson to, to learn.
3: Yeah, um, often your happiness depends upon how you approach those things that you can't change as well, doesn't yeah. it? So.
0: Yeah. I really like that analogy that she used, uh, Dom, about Comparing the engineering to being being an MP, and it was it's all about fixing things, well, mm-hmm. getting things to work. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in engineering, it's all about yeah getting something to work, and then also politics is all about getting things to work for people. So I mm-hmm. really liked that comparison when she kind of said that people thought there wasn't that connection, but actually there is. I mm-hmm. thought that was really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. It's quite
1: encouraging as well because I think MPs sometimes get quite a bad rap, you know, just in it for themselves and uh, and, and the love of power. So it's, it's great to hear that, you know, there are people that are in it because of very kind of sound and quite profound reasons. So um, that was, yeah, that was a yeah. bit of good news.
0: So. And she's so passionate about the region as well, the, the place that she oh, represents, yeah. really passionate about Newcastle really and uh, yeah. the cows. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and I think just the very last thing that, that we we talked about as we ended the interview just that idea of being kind and being nice to each other you know if everyone was just kind and nice the world would be a much better place <laughs> um so yeah i uh, i really enjoyed that interview as, as you say it was nice to uh yeah there's lots of laughter in it as well which is always nice it was, wasn't it? a Great laugh. <laughs> So if you've been inspired by this podcast episode, then we would love to hear from you. Um, we'd love to hear your stories and opinions on what happiness means to you. You can get in touch via email. Hello at the Or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Geordie Guide. And we're also on Facebook, the Geordie Guide To Happiness. And as always, I want to give a shout out to our funders. This project wouldn't be possible without support from the Newcastle Cultural Investment Fund at the Community Foundation. So thank you so much for your support. We've got some great episodes coming up and I'm going to hand over to Chris for the next one.
1: Yes. So next time around, we are moving away from the world of politics and into something a lot more romantic. We'll be speaking to Michelle Jones, who is a wedding planner. And um, we'll be talking about, for what many people, it's the happiest day of their lives. And you'll hear me asking Michelle questions like this. Warm welcome on what I think is probably quite a chilly day. I don't know. I haven't been outside the house yet. Is it, What's it like out there? And hear her give answers like this.
0: I did the school run this morning. And it's actually a beautiful day. The sun's shining and it's that perfect, crisp autumn day, you know, where you're you know, the colours in the in obviously a change in all around us and but yeah it's nice so if you can got time to go out for a walk today it's the perfect environment for it
1: so next up Michelle Jones
0: so we've reached the end of another episode we hope you've enjoyed listening to the Geordie Guide to Happiness so far take care and see you again next week <laughs>